Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening and welcome to uh, Chapman Live. It's Thursday, the 11th of February. I'm uh, Louis Mendes, your host for this evening. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley are uh, Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Louis. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, good. I've had a good week, busy week. Uh, and uh, joining us is, is Nathan. How are you doing, Nath? Yeah, living the dream, mate. Friday tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, as, as always. As, as, as it always is on the Thursday show, it's Friday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, big show for us this week, isn't it? Um Hmm. Uh, obviously, we're, we're going to look ahead to the, the Cardiff City game uh, shortly. I'm going to hear from, from Jose Rigo. We'll talk about Adam Lookman's uh, nomination uh, for an award this week. But um, uh, we're kicking off the show with, uh, well, I don't know if you've seen it advertised on Twitter, an exclusive uh, interview. I was uh, contacted uh, last night by a, a, trusted, a trusted person uh, and, and I was to, to go and meet them somewhere, uh, the whereabouts of which obviously, I, won't be, I won't be talking about. Um, uh, and... Uh, Met with an, an unnamed man. Um, uh, obviously, it's, he, he wanted to talk to me about events that have happened uh, this week, um, and so this uh, this is the interview that we did. It's, it's a two part interview. We're gonna we're gonna play part one and then discuss motives, maybe, and, and the story um, behind it, what it's been like for the club, and then maybe the the, the timeline of it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll have listened to part two and, and claim uh, listen to what this claim. Well, this guy reckons that he can get away with it, which is um, the only reason he spoke to me is because he, he obviously thinks he can get away with it. But anyway, come on, let's let's listen to to this exclusive interview. This is part one. So, um, thank you for agreeing to, to speak to me here. I should um, uh, should probably clarify at this at this point. I don't I don't know who you are. I don't actually know your name, and uh, obviously you've got you've got your face covered, and um, you, you've contacted me through and. Uh, intermediary, yeah, and uh, yeah, only agreed to to speak to me if your voice was uh, disguised, and I promised to not reveal the name of the intermediary and where we've met, and yeah, any details about you, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, well, that's that's correct. I don't appreciate that. Yeah, okay. So um, uh, the, the reason that you've got in contact with me uh, is because you you are claiming to be the person behind the false documents being issued to, to uh, a company's house this week. Uh, that you know, resigned Katrine Mary's position on on her behalf. Is is that right? Yeah, that, that's right. I, want, I wanted to, uh, to spread the word a bit more about what's going on uh, at Charlton. I thought you know, like a, a stunt like that could possibly help it get out there a bit more. You know. Okay. I mean, before we get in, into the reasons for it, I mean, you've taken a huge risk here. I guess the, like, the lengths you've gone here to to cover up your identity. Me, so it proves you know you're missing. This is this is potentially a legal matter, isn't it? Yeah, no, 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 no. I must admit, I didn't really think of that at the time. I just thought it'd be a bit of a laugh. I saw the reaction, uh, you know, from the club and messages on the message board, and it had me worried a bit. But I think it would be impossible to, to trace me anyway. 
the phone, you know, was sent through the post. You could have been anyone. I mean, did, did you expect it to work? What, what, what did you hope, hope would happen when, when you did this? To be honest, I weren't really sure if it would get through or not. Um, like I said, it was more of a laugh, really, but when I saw someone had noticed it on the message board, I was, I was made up. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I just hoped someone would, would pick up on it, and that's when I was, I was glad when I saw that you'd been told by someone. Okay, like, like, like I said, this was for the best if we don't uh, talk about it was that told me. Um, I guess the only thing we can ask is that you can confirm you, you're not part of CARD, and you, you told me you're not part of CARD. They, they, they tweeted it wasn't them as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not with uh, them, you know, I mean, I, res- I respect what they've, they've done so far, but I just wanted to, to try something a bit different, something I thought might be a few laughs on the forum and maybe a bit of a attention in the press. <laughs> so certainly got exposed in terms of the Guardian, sort of got the ball rolling, I guess, and then turned up on the BBC, Daily Mail, uh, Independent, it was on the news, it was on Sky Sports news, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it got some... Uh, attention. I mean, I, I think if the club hadn't responded to it, I don't know if it would have got this this much attention. But yeah, this is what I, I, I did hope would happen. Well, why didn't you think it would have got much attention? Well, if they just sort of dealt with it, or it never got through, or yeah, they just changed it back. Maybe would have known, I guess. But you know, they mentioned it on their website, and then all of a sudden, it's out there for the papers and that. I hoped we'd have a laugh, and maybe someone could write a story about it. It went massive. So I guess you'll be pretty happy with what's happening. Oh yeah, I mean all those stories will mention the mess that the club is in at the moment. You know, showed some pictures of the protests and that, and hopefully caused some embarrassment. You know, now more people will be aware of, of what's going on down the So, so there you have it. There's, there's, there's part one uh, of, of our ex- of exclusive interview. And as a, you know, as I stated, there, I don't, I don't actually know who the guy is. <laughs> it was such a weird situation for me. I've never been involved in anything like that before. Um, first things first, arguably a bit a bit naive to, to speak to me, isn't he? I would say so, yeah, a bit of a risk. Um, obviously, clearly wants a bit more publicity out of it, I guess, and obviously maybe didn't expect it to, to blow up the way it has in, in all the national news and stuff. But yeah, certainly taking a risk and putting a lot of faith in, in you and, and what you're doing for, for the show and stuff. Yeah, um, the, um, the, the decision that, that you made to actually go ahead and, and, and do this, this thing, obviously it went on Company's House... Um, it, it came out. Someone spotted it on the forum, and no, no one really told me. I just sort of put two and two together and, and worked out. Especially when there's nothing coming from the club. And you looked at the date as well. I was like, that's got to be it. So I, I sort of went with it and felt vindicated straight away <laughs> when the, when the club put out that that statement by it. Um, but you know, who, who, this person who's done it, you know, is is a slight. It's a funny thing to do. Certainly, I mean, I, I thought it was hilarious, but it was. I don't know. I don't know if he should have done it. What do you reckon? Uh, <coughs> It would have been interesting to see if um, if the club didn't make a statement, if he still would have come come about and sort of came forward, because but, maybe it might not have had the exposure, obviously, yeah. as it had that you said there, you know, with um, you know, with the risk it's taken and stuff. But yeah, it would have been interesting if he would have mm. still done I, it. I guess in in terms of a story, it wasn't. I mean, I had no proof. I, I had no proof until the club tweeted out. I was like I say, I was sort of I was sort of doing it on a hunch and sort of just trying to mess things up a bit you know just have a yeah. bit of a laugh really it was a bit of a quiet monday mm. and and it sounded quite funny and then you know, i sort of went with it so but yeah in, until until the statement came out and um, i mean for me I, I stated it on to i didn't think it was a wise move from from the club to, to, to put a statement out purely because until, until that happened it wasn't a story 
Yeah, that was really what blew it up, wasn't it? I think from from the person's view who's done it, uh, obviously, yeah, as fans and, and with the situation the club's in, I think we've all found it quite funny. But at the same time, there's obviously potential serious ramifications for that person uh, to do something like that. But but like you say, it was kind of doing the rounds on social media as we think this is, you know, somebody's sort of falsely done it. We don't think this is real. And then uh, it was only when the club come out and confirmed it, like you say, that it then blew up into the big national story yeah. that it has. And obviously, the the situation with with the national media is if if they're going to start talking about it, they're they're going to have to put it into some form of context. And the context at the moment is the fact that the the fans at this club aren't happy with the way it's being run. So therefore, in in every newspaper and on on, a, on the even on the TV news at one point, it's this story, and then justified by well, and and the fans aren't happy. So by by coming out and talking about it. Everyone now knows, if they didn't already know, that Charlton fans aren't happy. Yeah, I mean, and going back to the statement as well, I thought, the, I don't, obviously I'm not a PR guru and know how things are, you know, um, written and stuff, but it did come across, uh, Jonathan Ross here, <laughs> did, did come across quite... You um, you're not a PR guru. Yeah, <laughs> it did come across quite, uh, what's the word, quite blunt and quite aggressive, the way yeah. that it was written. And I think that's obviously played into the hands of, obviously, the gentleman... Or the lady. I don't know. I assume it's a gentleman with a deep voice like that. Well, I've, I've edited the voice. So oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. To be honest, it was just. I think it just fueled the fire with them coming out. I would have thought they would just left it and just, you know, it was, it's a hoax. Obviously, if they knew it wasn't true, then mm. you just leave it. I, I didn't think they'd come out yeah. and say anything about I think it. It could have just been dealt with quietly. I yeah, think. And know. then and yeah, you know, I mean, it was. Um, it kind of justifies the prank. Yeah, coming out and kind yeah. of acknowledging it at all if they'd have just mm. covered it up it makes it like well he's a bit of an idiot for doing it in the it's, first place it's like if the school if like if you told the school bully or oh, don't don't kick me in the leg i'll start crying so he mm. wants you to start crying yeah. so he's gonna do it it's yeah. like um you know the, the, the also the state the statement for me it, it just feels like it's they were trying to tell us off like they're trying to tell the fan base off and you know we'll, we'll come to this in a minute about the liverpool stuff perhaps perhaps after part two but I've, I I have worried that at times I know there is a there's a massive them and us situation now, but that that's the thing that needs to be if if these guys are here for the for the long stretch, that's the thing that needs to be brought back to, together the, the fans and 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 the board, and it can't continue as a them and us situation and a, a, a statement that effectively tells off what would appear to be a fan. Hmm. I think that's a bit a bit more divisive. You know, like I say, just just leave it and and that's it. Yeah, I think. Um... From my point of view, I think we've got to the stage now, and we've said this on recent shows, where there's a section of the fans that aren't going to be happy with with this regime, you know, irrespective of what they try and do. They've accepted, or rather they're resigned to the fact that they're not happy with these people in charge and they want them gone. So I think from the club's point of view, if they're resigned to the fact that that's how the fans feel, then it might work two ways. But I'm personally of the opinion that the, the club should be doing everything they can to try and you know, bridge that bond with as many fans that they can still reach because there's obviously plenty of people still out there who are still listening and would maybe be prepared to give the club a chance. And and like you say, a statement like this obviously doesn't help that. I mean, they brought they brought in uh, Mel, didn't they, uh, as the head of comms? Is it head of comms? Is that yeah, right? Head of comms, yeah. So they brought her in, I assume, to try and help the situation between the communication between the club and the fans. And obviously, at the first attempt, I'm not saying it was her who wrote it or. I don't know, but it's it's not really worked that well in the yeah. in the well, first. Yeah, instance. I mean, we're not really here to, to talk no. about um, in, individuals at no. all. But no, um, no, no. 
Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's the sort of thing that I imagine she she, she will be brought in to, to try and fix. So I think if they can fix that, then that will take a lot of the pressure off themselves as well. Yeah. And obviously, they've got to fix the playing side as well. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> this investigation uh, is sounding like a bit of a threat. Um, we'll hear from from Mister what's his name in, in a minute, or Mrs. What's his name, and uh, and he or she will tell us uh, how you know he thinks he's he's going to get away with it effectively. Um, but so, but so did you think this is a slightly empty threat? Mm, yeah, I don't, is it, with the investigation, I mean, if it's posted, I assume, or you can either do it by, I was reading up on it, you can either post it or do it online, right? <laughs> and if you post it, how are they going to be able to, how can you investigate something when it's been posted? They can't, unless they keep every single letter and assign it to the form and check where the date stamp in and where it was the sorting office and then have a CCT camera on every single post. It's impossible to do. Mm. So I don't know what they mean by an investigation and what they're actually going to get from an investigation. Yeah. yeah. I think, obviously, like I said uh, sort of five minutes ago, I think the legal ramifications of, of doing something like that are obviously fairly severe. But at the same time, to be able to locate who's done it is obviously, like Nave says, not not easy to do. So, mm. it, sound, it, it sounded like it was quite easily avoidable as well. This company's house said that if you, if you go on, if you yeah. signed up to the proof yeah. system, and obviously, it's not something you'd necessarily think about if, no. if, if it's ne- never something that's come across as an issue. So I guess they, they know about it now. But it, did, it sounded like a bit of a dig from company's house. I don't yeah. know, it, well, really laugh. it just seems a bit strange that they would have that that's an option to do. I don't understand why you wouldn't always automatically have that. Because yeah, surely free, the yeah. whole point of the mm. system is that you can't do things so, like so this. So I think it's fair to say the company's house have probably actually let the club down there. Yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah. Or, or is it the other way around? They should or, have been signed up. Yeah, yeah, the club should have been more aware of, of what they were doing when they signed up in the first place. I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine like most big corporations in London and all over the around the world, they'd probably be wouldn't be signing off their directors and stuff by post or yeah. fax. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure they'd be doing it by online because it's the most secure. Well, it seems to have been fairly easy to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, obviously, out. we don't know exactly what that person went through, but if it's the case of downloading a form forging a signature and sending it off. Where'd they get the signature from? That's what I don't know. Like, yeah, to sure. go to that length. To I, do... I saw on the forum that someone else had, had a copy of Katrine's signature. I don't know if it was just on a letter or something. I was say, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. the circulars that you get. Is, I suppose, yeah. It's not, it's, not whole, it's not wholly unreasonable. But still, if yeah. that's all it takes to be able to resign a member and Company's House are coming out and saying it passed all the checks, that's <laughs> that's just a worry in general. Yeah. Let's, um, let, let's finish off the interview. Let's listen to part two. Um, obviously, we, we sort of... Oh, I wanted to know exactly exactly why this guy did this, um, what his, his grievances were, or her, sorry, I keep, keep getting to qualify that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, cut down 50% of the suspects, isn't it? <laughs> and um, yeah, so let's, let's listen to, to, to part two uh, of, of, of this exclusive interview. So what is it that's going down at Charlton that's had you upset? I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's obvious to, to the outside world that, that things ain't been going well, but what, what is it that, that's got you upset? You know, it's, it's not just one thing, really. There's so much going on at the trouble at the moment. You know, the managers chopping and changing, getting all these... You know, nobody's in, in to manage the club. And we've got that thing where it's saying Katrina's was calling us customers, you know. We, we never see Roland at the games. And it looks like we were... You know, it looks like we're going down to League One and that. And you, you can't see a way out of it with it's not in charge. You, can, can you put your finger on what, on what your main grievance is? No, not not really. I mean, the the players' situation is is obviously just weird. You know, they, they get rid of like the crowd favourites. You know, Kerrigan, you know, the Stevens, Church, Hamer, uh, and Morrison. You know, Church, and, and and they're bringing players who ain't cutting it, like Saar and you know, the the point and Amigo. All these guys ain't really good enough. You don't know 
if he's, he's a cheap or just bad scouting or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's a lack of ambition or execution is, is worrying. They haven't sorted it out in, in over two years now. We're, we're going down bar a miracle. Right, so what is it that you'd, you'd like to see change in Charlton there? How, how do you see this you know, turning around? You know, for me now, I think nothing but a full raging change would do it. Two years in, it's not working. We're, we're a laughing stock these days. You know, it's, it's a shame because I'm, I'm sure they're nice people, but if they're playing, if, if they have a plan, it just hasn't worked. It's, it's too late for them to turn it around, in, in my opinion. They, they need to go, and if that means we have to make the running of, of the club unworkable, then so be it. Um, the, the club have said that they're, they're, they're running an investigation you know, into this situation, that they take it really seriously. And you know, does, does that not have you, you know, a bit a bit nervous? No, uh, to be honest, as I, as I said, um, anyone could have said that in via post. I think they, they'd struggle to, to catch a person, <laughs> especially this year. They'd, they'd probably get that Tram Ulian in to try and catch him. He, he never caught anything, did he? Yeah. Yeah, I think there'll be a bit of an I am Spartacus movement within the Charlton fans, you know, to, to money the water, to be honest. To be honest, that's what I'm doing here. What? <laughs> Sorry, mate, it weren't actually me. I have no idea who did it. So you're telling me you've wasted my time here tonight, and more importantly, you've wasted the time of anyone at the club who spent all day looking at Twitter and then downloading and listening to this podcast just to put them off the scent of an, of, you know, an investigation which they're taking really seriously. Yeah, sorry about that, mate. Yeah, I wonder how they're getting on with that investigation. Catch and seize, but all McCovey's line, he's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a goal! Oh, what a goal by Armakashi! That's almost at the halfway line! Unbelievable strike! That is outrageous! Right-footed, well, saw all the coffee's line. What a goal! Charlton Live. Yeah, I've got to put my hands up. Um, obviously, I would not do something that stupid to, to go and meet uh, someone who's... And I have, I, I have no idea. That's uh, that's just one of my mates doing voice acting. Um, the reason I've done this is to highlight just how ridiculous this entire situation is and has been handled. Yeah, and that's exactly what that's just exposed. And what we were just saying there off air was... It, you know, it could have been a story that was brushed under the carpet. You know, it was a, a prank by somebody uh, and and that was it. But the club have come out and acknowledged it. And like I say, they've kind of given it the the coverage that, that's now and been Now they've given it this aura of this, like, oh, this, this suspect. Yeah. No no one knows who it is. And it's it's all this massive thing. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, I, I know um, not everyone likes the little, the, the thing where you give a little snippet of it. Um of, of, a, of a story and then you come up and just confirm it's a bit of a joke but yeah. you know we're trying to sell some pitch high here we've got yeah. <laughs> yeah, no sex on the pitch this time but um, <laughs> uh, it, I said it in, in the middle bit there the, the them and us that has come out of this it's, it has to be fixed I mean it, they've left themselves open for ridicule in, in that in that situation for me yeah I mean it, and now they've done that you know they responded to um, uh, this situation here are they going to start responding to every other sort of situation by it with a 
with an email or an email with a statement every single time something goes wrong. But yeah, I mean, we've, we're sort of all in agreement really that they've obviously made the um, made a mountain of, out of a molehill, really. Yeah, because um, I mean, my understanding is that the, the club were actually getting phone calls um, asking about this story before anyone put it on the before like people actually clocked it and before I, I mentioned that I, I thought it was a fake. Yeah. Um, but still, that they, they if they just said no comment or they just refused, I, I think they I think it wouldn't have been dealt with in this way. And like I say, it, it gave a platform to. You know, and like I say, I'm certain that Card had nothing to do with it because they, they've uh, they've said that they've said they? that on their Twitter. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like all the stories have, have mentioned Card now, so they they they've given a platform. So it's, it's just like I mean, it's it's not the worst thing this club have ever done, but it's one of the funnier ones this week, isn't it? I think from the club's point of view, what it's done is it's given more publicity to Card. It's given more publicity to the you know the despondence that the fans are feeling. It's given more publicity to the fact that fans are protesting, to the fact fans aren't happy. I saw. One Twitter page, I think it was a betting company, just say fans are that angry about how the regime's being run that they're now trying to resign their own director. And like we say, yes, there are legal ramifications. Yeah, you know, it could be a dangerous thing to do. But at the same time, it does just expose just how unhappy fans are at the moment. Yeah. And by doing the statement and everything, it's just giving more publicity to all of that. Whereas, yeah. if anything, the club probably want to try and keep these sort of things quiet at the minute. Yeah, um, yeah. so those, so those of you who are a bit underwhelmed, I'm sorry, I hope, I hope you at least found the, the ending a bit funny. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not the big breaking news that that, that we we wanted. Um, I'll tell you, who has got a big scoop, and that's and that's tomorrow, and that's that's Richard Calling in the South London Press. He's uh, he just tweeted this evening that he's he's going to be speaking to Roland du, du Chatelet. We knew we knew Roland was here. We said someone took a photo, photo of him on a train, mm. uh, and, and and Richard's got an interview, and that, and that is huge. And and in fact, just as I speak, Charlton have just tweeted that they're uh, they're going to tweet. Uh, They've got a video interview with Roland as well. Like Literally, re- just like as I've taught you, yeah. Like Oxford all over. Yeah. <laughs> so there you <laughs> well, go. They're so going to take it down in a minute. Gonna take... So there you go. We are going to hear from, from Roland tomorrow, and that's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's about time where um, we're actually hearing from the from the guy at the top of the food chain, really, if you could put it like that, um, because we've heard from Catrian, and, um, and we had that statement from apparently from Roland, um, on the on the website about you know the player recruitment and that sort of stuff so it'll be good for um for everyone to see uh, the interview with um, Roland and I'm pretty sure that Richard will give him a good few questions he did say, he did tweet something about it, it was quite a long one yeah um, which could obviously only prove to be good or useful um, so I'm I'm actually looking forward to it just yeah. to see what he says well it's important that he's Roland's done interviews um, obviously with a club before I can't remember if he's I can't remember if he's done one with an outside agency he certainly hasn't done one for a long time if he has but um mm. it's important that they let someone like rich have a go in because um obviously the club's interview is going to be very different to, to rich's one yeah mm. I, it's just absolutely fascinating to see what he has to say to hear what rich actually asks him i wondered sort of just thinking about the fact that he's over obviously he comes over every now and again anyway yeah, yeah it's but, probably it's probably every month or, or every yeah, six weeks or so he's here during the week the fact he's choosing to speak to local press uh, i wonder um, i'm maybe hoping a bit that he's just realized just how bad things have got this season and mm. he wants to talk about it well, again, whether that's going to reassure us as i say there are some sort of relationships with him that are just broken and not recoverable but it's going to be really interesting because rich is obviously going to ask him about the state of the club at the moment yeah. and to see how he handles that and the answers that he gives it would be uh, fascinating um the fan power is something that's actually been in the, in the news a lot this week um, because bigger clubs than us have had a pop uh liverpool see they did their um, their walkout in the 77th minute uh, of the game against sunderland on over the weekend um 
uh, at protest of the the new the, I think the, the ticket price the highest ticket price going up from fifty nine pounds to seventy seven pounds and the owners there came out and um, uh, sort of apologised said they they felt bad that the fans saw them in that way um, and and have backed down so uh, and, and we've seen it at, at standard fan power eventually got it seems Roland to move on so fan power is not is not the the limp weapon that, that some people sometimes presume it is. Yeah, no, I mean, in, it, it goes back to the point where, um, you know, the fans are, you know, big stakeholders in football clubs and uh, not in probably not in terms of monetary terms anymore, but just in terms of, you know, sense of togetherness and, you know, it's something that everyone does and look forward to the weekend. And, you know, they protested with their feet um, and they've got a, got a response, which they've done. So it, it proves that it can be done, um, obviously, in terms of ticket price and obviously, we were actually quite good, to be fair. I think we were like... Yeah, that's not that's not the issue here. No, no so... But it, it proves that, you know, if, if if you've got something to say and, you you know, there's enough of you to say it, then changes possibly can be made and, uh, you know, hopefully stuff can happen um, here to an extent. Yeah, we'll see. So there you go. Um, you can see why, why, why um, groups like Card get formed when, when they know that hmm. eventually, eventually fan power... Uh, can can have its way and uh, right. Let's have a quick break. We'll be back in in uh, thirty seconds or so. To talk about how Adamola Lookman has been nominated for an award this week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cousins, lovely ball into the park for Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? He does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the Venegaide. And there's a goal. Joel have the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to roll it out of Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide rule ball across the penalty area picked out Venegaide, who buried his chance. And Charlton 2 1 up. Charlton Live. Welcome back, Charlton Live here. The big match preview. Going to look ahead to the game with Cardiff City uh, in a little while. We're going to hear from from Jose Riga as we do that. Um, during the week, uh, Charlton star Adam Olerlukman has been nominated for the London Young Player of the Year award uh, alongside some some quality names. You're looking at Deli Ali at Spurs, Eric Dyer at Spurs, Hector Bellerin at Arsenal, uh, obviously Adam Ola, and you've got uh, Musa Dembele at Fulham soon to be Spurs because they steal all their Moussa Dembele's um, <laughs> I mean that, that that's a that's a big bit of news isn't it for, for Adam Ola to, to be up there amongst uh, uh, Premier League stars isn't it 
Yeah, I think it's fantastic for him. I think if you look at that, he's obviously the least experienced out of all that lot and he's probably had the least amount of, of game time. But to even just be counted alongside those players shows the difference he's made. Because it was only, what, MK Dons away was his first appearance, wasn't it? And that was November. Yeah. So, you know, it's only been two months. And, uh, yeah, he has had a massive impact. There's been games where I think some of the praise has been a bit over the top. I don't think he's been fantastic, but he's still young, he's still learning and he's shown glimpses of of a very, very good player. Um, and yeah, just great for him. It's another, you know, another bow to his... Yeah. Uh, his, his, and, his... Um, obviously looking to sign a new contract as well. It's something yeah, we need to yeah, focus hopefully, on. Yeah, hopefully, um, his, his, uh, his goal record in the under... Uh, 18s and the under 21s was uh, was really excellent, really. And then he's come up into the into the first team, and he's pretty much carried it on. I think was he played about seven or eight games. He's, he's got, four, he's got goals. four goals in ten, yeah. But obviously they included um, in sub. So I mean, two years ago he was playing for Waterloo FC. So yeah. and now you know he's been he's nominated and rubbing shoulders with obviously Delhi Ali, who's obviously going to go and win it, obviously. But um, <laughs> obviously that will be hopefully um, you know pivotal in. Showing Adam Mola that he's at the right place, he's at the, you know he's he's doing the right thing for his career, and he's not going to go and do what a John Bostock did, which I'm pretty sure he was nominated for something like that similar. Yeah, yeah. And then he's now playing in some sort of German or Swiss second division or something like that. So he'll be signing for us soon then. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hopefully you know um, Addy can um, you know he's come on leaps and bounds, and obviously he can improve with us, and then we can see much much more of him. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned there Tom about his contract. Um, I remember Carol was was saying about how Adamola was expected to sign a contract soon, and and we've been waiting for. There's apparently there's a four year deal on the table, and I think on transfer deadline day, as a standard evening standard or one of those sort of papers, um, a journalist tweeted that he'd actually signed it. And I got excited and went, "Oh, finally!" Because uh, the, the whole time it's hanging over, it is slightly worrying, is it? But mm. you see, like, it's, it, the club haven't confirmed it, so you, you can uh, you can assume that he hasn't actually. Um, Signed it yet, and you just want you do just wonder what the delay is. Do you reckon he might be waiting until the end of the year? Maybe I reckon it's yeah, maybe just seeing where we are next year. Um, from a personal point of view, I don't think there's any issue with him going if we were to go down to League One and having a season with us. I don't think that's going to harm him, but I think obviously he's aware that bigger clubs are sniffing around and he thinks maybe a season in League One isn't what he wants, whereas another season in the Championship, you know, he might be happy with that. So that can be the only thing I'm thinking of, but. From what I hear, he's he's got his head screwed on, and you know he's gonna be he's gonna be patient and wait for his chance. So yeah. that would make me think that he will sign it. But mm-hmm. yeah, the delay is obviously a little concern. I guess if if, if you um if you're being really nitpicky and, and looking for a downside, I, I think um a, a couple of times so far this season he's maybe struggled against uh, more physical teams, especially um home and away against, against Bristol City. Where I know no one played well in in either game really for us against Bristol City, but. He he is a small lad, and, and yeah. I guess at times in in the championship, especially, you, you can find he can find himself getting sort of beaten up, really. Basically, that's, that's why I said some of the praise I think is a bit over the top. I don't in any way want to criticise his form because I think to come in at that age and to get the goals he has has been fantastic. But like you've just alluded to there, there are aspects of his game, maybe purely down to age and size, that are going to come with with experience. You know, you see players as as they develop. Um, I know he's obviously what eighteen now, but there is still time for him to develop and, and develop a game around those bigger defenders and learn how to cope with them. But like I say, it's much better off learning that at a lower level, be it Championship or League One, and then have that experience when you move to a bigger club. Yeah, I think we've, um, you know, we all know Addy's not going to be, you know, as big as Esky uh, yeah. in terms of strength, but he's he's just, he's going to obviously grow 
as a player and obviously as a person. And he reminds me a lot of um, a certain striker who came on the scene quite young and then ultimately went, I won't mention his name, and ended up going on to another London club and went on loan to... Oh, Jermaine Defoe. There we go, yeah. yeah. I don't like saying the name, but... Yeah, so he, he reminds me a lot of him. And J- Jermaine's not, you know, the biggest of guys, but he's the one that can get you a goal. I mean, he's still he banging goals. Yeah. He, is, um, talk, talk, I mean, he really exactly reminds me of him. On the show. He's, so, he's so direct, Jermaine Defoe. He's, he's a good striker to watch. Mm, yeah. That's what I, that's I honestly what think what Jermaine... Yeah. yeah, I really think that's what Addy will end up being like. And... Um, because obviously we've had like Darren, Darren is a different, you know, Darren Ben yeah. came in and he was similar, but he used to come out wide and that sort of stuff. But I think Addy needs to be a focus of game like Defoe. And then if he turns out as half as good at Defoe, then if we've got a player. But um, yeah, hopefully the contract situation, maybe he just wants to get on with his football. You know, he had an injury, maybe just get his football going and assess the situation at the end of the year, hopefully. Um, with us, yeah. Well, can, uh, congratulations to uh, to Adam Adler. I mean, that's been yeah. uh, voted as a uh, as nominated, sorry, for the London Young Player of the Year award. We'll be back in a little while. I'm going to look ahead to the Cardiff game. What do you think about the shot? No, he tees up Lookman into the penalty area, and there's number four. Adam Adler Lookman back in the team, back on the pitch, and back on the score sheet. Charlton Live. Welcome back, Charlton Live. Um, big match preview. Of course, we've got to look ahead to uh, Saturday's game with, with Cardiff City. Um, getting to the stage now where home games are must-win, full stop, really, aren't we? If, if we want to stay in this division next season. Yeah, we said going into Bristol City, we'd obviously got the ro- uh, win at Rotherham, um, and that didn't stop Bristol City being a must-win game as well. We were pretty convinced we wanted or needed the six points from those two games and we haven't got them. Um, I think, yeah, even if we do win, you know, most of our home games we from now to the end of the season, we're, you know, we're well and truly in a dogfight now. We've, we're bottom of the league. Um, so, yeah, we're going to just have to look to win every game that we can now and, and Cardiff's obviously another huge game for us. I looked at um, the Sky Bet odds uh, during the week and we were 9-2 to two to stay up. It's incredible, really. We're that long odds to stay up, and I Says think a lot. The, the outside world has, has written us off. I think as Trump fans, even though we we know we're not doing well, we're probably deep deep down. I'm, I still think oh, we, we could still stay up, but the, everyone else is writing us off. Yeah, I mean we, we've got to have that positive. You know, we've got to try and keep positive. You know, we've still got 16 games to go. Still 11 v 11, 90 minutes. So yeah, we've got to try and stay positive. Um, but um, yeah, I mean Cardiff, um, we haven't lost at home to Cardiff for ages. The last four games we were unbeaten at home against Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah. Does that include the 5-4? Yeah, that includes the 5-4. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the last four home games was uh, 2014, which was 1-0, 2012, which was 5-4 to us, 2009, which is Desmond, and 2007, we won 3-0. So, that's my bit of positivity for the week. Yeah, record's got to break sometime, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Burst the bubble. Yeah, I, saw, I, saw, um, I saw that apparently Vincent Tan's coming. Uh, and he, so Roland. Yeah, apparently does well. We don't know if Roland is, but apparently Vincent Tan mm. don't get to too many games. So it'd be interesting if Roland's here as well. They can have a little chat about mm. how to uh, 
uh, alternative <laughs> from afar. Yeah, yeah, alternative ways to run football clubs is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that'd be interesting to see. I hope um, Vincent Tan isn't planning on getting away from the car park too quickly because I understand there's going to be another massive protest, which we'll talk about, I think, after we hear from uh, Jose Riga. Jose, uh, he's not a fan of doing his press days. He doesn't like to speak to the outside press, Jose. He's, he's quite an, uh, a private mad, uh, man. Uh, so uh, he, uh, he only spoke to, uh, to George Jones, one of the, the club journalists, but George was uh, uh, kind enough to send us the audio. This is Jose Riga looking ahead to Saturday's game with Cardiff. Jose, you've been here for four games now and we've got 16 championship games to go, the same number of games that we had left when you took over last time. What you've seen from the squad so far, how confident are you that we can achieve what we did last time and escape relegation again? Yeah, when, when, when I just speak about it, just spoke about it, uh, I, I forgot that we have more games uh, in our hand. But anyway, what I think... The first one was just, yeah, shocked. The first game that I played because I just arrived and then happened what it happened. After I think we 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 did a consistent game against Blackburn. Um, then after a very good one away, and the last one, yes, was was not good enough for sure. Uh, but I think that I, I want to think about the two first games and certainly the second one when I really see. Uh, what, what has to be a team a team who has to, to do what we have to do so you can only uh, reach a highest individual level if you are good as a team and for me that's what we, we miss the, the last game because uh, I think we, we didn't react as we have to react in this kind of situation maybe just because the situation because maybe we play at home and some players don't feel too much confident but anyway, uh, I just want to to try to think about the, the, the positive that, that I saw already and, and I still believe, of course, that the player can achieve what we are looking for. Last Saturday you mentioned was, was disappointing. Um, we missed Igor Vettikele in that game. Could he be back for Saturday, maybe? We hope, but it's, it's maybe, again, too early, so... Not sure that he, he will be part, but anyway, we speak about one player, and uh, I think we have other one in the squad. Even is very important because his profile. We don't have really another one, so it, that's why it's important. But I repeat, uh, I think that most of the people will play not a very good level last Saturday. Um, that's why uh, it was a big frustration. And I understand the frustration of the fans, and 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 because I got the same feeling uh, when when you you reach a level that as our our game against Rotterdam, you just hope uh, to get the same at home and to to go through two very important games. So the most difficult for a manager is to find the reason why, and that's what I tried this week to know why. Is it the context? Is it I don't know exactly because we got the same feeling from both teams at the end of the day. I mean, uh, Bristol was not much better than us, but they scored first. So uh, the fact we concede on a penalty that maybe we, we don't deserve, let's say, or wasn't really a penalty, had an impact about the, the psychological um, attitude. But anyway, we have to be stronger than all this. And, and I know that we can. We show it already, and I think we have enough potential quality. But again, we cannot hoping 
survive this season if through our prestation sometimes we are there sometimes we are yeah, so we have to be more, more stable, more regular about the precision and thinking that each each week it's a big fight and we have to do and to give everything we have. That's the minimum we have to do. And the feeling was for different reasons, I repeat, because I don't want to believe that they didn't want. But you know, sometimes as football player you you stay in the starting block and, and then maybe just because you you don't want to take any risk in the game you don't want to ask the ball because you you you're scared to lose the ball or to miss passes but it's not the way that's the opposite you have to give everything and you know that you can do good thing or bad thing on the pitch but even you have to try we're missing a few other bodies through injury how are they progressing i think the progression is the one we we were expected so they, they now they can run, uh, speak about Patrick Alu on the pitch. Now, let's say about, about to be able to play, it's another story. So, but um, yeah, they do their job in a proper way. And, and let's say that we respect the timing we, we think. And so that's already a good news. Cardiff to come on Saturday, what's going to be the, the key for us to, to get those points? Uh, first of all, we have to, to, to look at ourselves. I mean, we have to be for sure more competitive, more committed, more, more energy, more, more belief, more, more everything. After, it's clear that we have to face with a team with a lot of experience, with good players, stability, uh, good defense, able to score on set plays, some good individuality. So, it's it's a team. There is some reason why they are this position on the ranking, able to think about the playoffs. So I know that the first thing uh, before thinking about our opponent is that to be ourselves in, in in the highest uh, level of of performance. And I think that everything is about attitude. What do we want to achieve together? Then after, of course, uh, about the results, okay, we hope all that the result will be the one that we want. But anyway, the first step is to be sure that we will put everything in this game. We had a game against Cardiff in 2012 where we went 2-0 down quite early. And the fans played a huge, huge part in that game as we came back to win 5-4. And how, how important can the fans be on Saturday? So much important. I mean, I, I I see many games each day because here you have the possibility to see many games. I mean, there is no one team without fans, and certainly not in our situation. So for me, even they were, as I was disappointed by by our last performance, I hope that they will play the 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 role of twelve men because that's really. A big advantage and a good feeling that can help us. Uh, but the players to, to show also that that they they deserve uh, this support. So it's both way. But I, remember, I repeat, if you want to be able to think in a positive way and to see the future as we want to see, um, two teams must be ready on, on, on the game of Saturday, <laughs> mine and the fans. In that game. When we were 2-0 down, the fans really, really stayed behind the team, really pushed them forward. I mean, how, 
much of a difference does it make to a team? A lot, a lot. I mean, um, you get the feeling that, that first you can really do it. That's the first step. And of course, in, in everything you give on the pitch, you you have a return. I mean, feedback from the fans or so the crowd is so much important. So, I repeat only what I what I said the first day I, I came here, just because it's not the first time that that uh, that I'm in this situation. And I remember well when uh, we did it the first time. Of course, they were there. They were behind us. They were supporting us, not only the players but all the staff. And yeah, it was even more than the 12th man. So hope that Saturday we can we can do it all together. So that was Jose Riga there talking to uh, uh, George Jones, looking ahead to, to Saturday's game with Cardiff. And uh, obviously, talks, uh, I think George. Was, I mean, obviously George works for the club, so he's gonna, the, the questions are going to be slightly leaded. But um, he, he was talking about the um, uh, the atmosphere and stuff. And obviously, we. Um, I think the atmosphere was a bit dry on on Saturday, and, and no real surprise when you saw the performance from the team. But I guess uh, I guess they were trying to get it. If you can, if you if uh, and Jose said it, if 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 the team give you something, then you, you can you can try and lift them and try and give them something back. If and, and we hope we're going to be in a position where where we can do that. Yeah, everyone usually does though. I think at home, I don't think um, it's toxic from the get go, and it's not at the players anyway. So um, yeah, I mean, like you said, Sunday was pretty dry. It was a bit, I don't know. It just felt like a friendly game or something. Yeah, it was just weird. It was, it was a weird it? sort of situation. So, yeah, you know, Saturday's a new day. Um, hopefully we can come here, you know, just go, go on the front foot. And again, as long as it was, you know, first 15 minutes, we always say this, but, you know, be on the front foot, try and a bit of attacking intent, you know, and don't go sideways all the time. And then you, you, then everything will follow and hopefully everything will fall into place. But, yeah, I was hoping to, hoping to that anyway. Yeah, like I say, in the, as you said, the, the start's important. Um, because I think um, if, if we can if we can get our noses in front, then it's it's so much better the the atmosphere, isn't it? It really sets the tempo for our performances. I'm sure that's not you know it's not only our club that's like that, but we seem to take that to the extreme. You know, if we start badly, we always always have a bad game. It's very rare that we will turn it around. You know, obviously have five four against Cardiff and a few others aside, but that was the problem with with Bristol City they obviously got that goal okay from a bit of a fluky penalty and we never really ever looked like getting back in that game but Jose alluded to it there when he was talking about the fact that people the players seemed a bit scared and the passes were going sideways and backwards and that's what we said on the Sunday show as well so if we can start quickly and we can get our a goal ahead the confidence that that will give us you see what, what a difference it makes to our team when we go up I think also with Cardiff as well I don't think they're going to be um totally different team to obviously Bristol so I don't think they're going to come here and sit behind the ball as much yeah. so I think they're going to be trying playing on the front foot and trying to take advantage of the sort of atmosphere that's around the club at the moment yeah. um, so I think that can only be a good thing because obviously we're going to get spaces and probably opportunities if we do things right so yeah I don't think it's going to be as a, a boring game yeah. as it was at the probably. same time I guess that if, they're, if they're willing to come out a bit our defence will be tested if you look at their um, mm. their last couple of away games a 3-1 win at Wolves and a 3-2 win at uh, Huddersfield so mm. they, they yeah, like you say they, they obviously like to go out and play and, and but they do leave themselves open at the back a bit I was going to say there's been goals from both teams there so that's mm. that's consolation obviously if Lookman's still fit and plays one of the things he really struggled with against Bristol was that it was so compact and there was just no gaps for him to work with if Cardiff are coming forward that's going to leave gaps and the likes of Cousins and Goodmanson when we played away at Rotherham you could see how they exploited those gaps and if they can do that again then we're obviously going to get more chances um 
But yeah, uh, it's, you know, there's always tough games at this level. Uh, everything's a must-win now as well. So yeah, it's not going to be an easy game, but certainly very different from from the game last week. Look at the Cardiff um, side. Obviously, uh, in the build-up to the transfer window and during the transfer window, they had Kenwin Jones and Tony Watt. Mm. Um, I think they they got they sold Kenwin Jones off to the Far East or somewhere. Uh, on, under the impression that they were about to buy Tony Watt off us, and then all of a sudden they got slapped with this transfer embargo. So that sort of got rid of, of a few of their options up front. I know that Sammy Amiobi started their last game, and I know he, no, he normally comes off the bench for them. So that's interesting to see that they, they might be slightly blunter up front than perhaps. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'm just clutching at straws here. You know, they, they haven't got the quality of, of the likes of Tony Watt or, or Kenwin Jones anymore. Yeah, no, they um, they got Tom Lawrence, haven't they, in there as well as done it for the lower leagues and stuff but um yeah i mean looking at their fixtures they they do score a few but they've also they do concede as well so i mean they lost to um they scored, conceded two against uh, Rotherham um they lost away to MK Dons as well which MK Dons don't usually score many goals um but they did draw 0-0 in the second bit so yeah i think they're there to be got at. they might be a bit blunt up front but you could argue that we are as well so um don't know if Igor's fit um i know he's sort of a hitting hit and miss if he's going to be fit but um, yeah it'd be interesting to see what he plays um, if there's any changes from um, Saturday's performance uh, uh, I think um, Morgan Fox was obviously picked up because of, of the reaction he got when he when he got substituted <laughs> off um, I, I still expect him to start though because I, I saw it was said in the programme last week that Tariq Holmes Dennis has got an he's injury got, yeah he's got tendonitis yeah um, so who, uh, there's no one else really coming. I don't no. know if Rod Fanny is a right footer, isn't he? I don't know if I don't know if Fanny or Sonogo are ready to to start yet. Or, mm. or I just saw a tweet from Rich Corley suggested they're still not fit, which is a bit worrying after two weeks, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I would yeah, if Tarek's not there, he he is going to start. Um, you know, I've, I've said we said on Sunday. I won't go into too much, but you know, I don't agree with what happened. But like I think a couple of them said on Sunday to sort of leave him out for a little bit just to get him out of the firing line, but. We haven't got a squad to cope with it, so he's going to have to play. And if he does, I just hope you know he has a solid performance, and then yeah. you know people get off his back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, it was predictions time. Uh, oh. Tom, what are you saying? Oh. I have to predict a win, don't I? Um, what should we say? Let's go three-one, Charlton. <laughs> Let's go big. What's that based on? Uh, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> just because I don't want to predict the loss. Yeah. Yet, so. no. I'm getting fed up with these predictions. Oh, I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, I ain't got one right yet. So I'm, do you know what? I'm going to go for. Um, I'm going to go for another high scoring one, like we did at five four. But I'm going to go for four three to Charlton. Nice, <laughs> nice that'd be exciting. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for <laughs> a. Three-one defeat. Hey, here we go. <laughs> back on the defeats. Obviously, trying to Excellent. trying to predict a draw last week didn't work, so no. we're back on the on the defeats. So I think um, that's pretty much all we've had time for on this uh, quote explosive, explosive. <laughs> episode of Charlton Live. I hope, yeah, you're not too disappointed by the the little gag at the front. Like I said, that was just to uh, sort of highlight the ridiculousness of this club at the moment. Um, uh, Tom, thanks for thanks for coming in. Cheers, thanks for joining Louis. us. Uh, and the same to you, Nathan. No worries, mate. Cheers, Luke. I've been your host, Louis Mendes. Don't forget. Uh, to tune in on Sunday evening at chatonlive.co.uk for the full live show as we look back at whatever happens uh, on this Saturday's game with Cardiff. Come on, you Reds! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 